Welcome back to Industry Leaders Journey. My name is Sue Shin. Today's guest is Terry McLeod, a general manager of supply chain share services at Suncor Energy. Suncor is Canada's second biggest integrated energy company with 13,000 employees. In this episode, we discuss various topics such as supplier diversity, the impact of the COVID-19, and Suncor's purpose and energy transition. Terry said it's serendipity that sustainability came into her portfolio, and you will learn more about that. This talk with Terry felt more like having a deep feel, good conversation with a dear friend about work and life, and Terry made me reflect on what I do. Now, let's begin the journey. Hi, Terry. I'm so happy to be with you here today, virtually. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. How are you today, Sue? Thanks for having me. Oh, super. We have so much to talk about. So you, you are leading the Suncor's share services um, for supply chain. What does that mean, share services? What kind of services are shared mm -hmm. in Suncor for supply chain? Uh, I guess I would really context it as the enablement um, supply chain organization. So it's the part of the organization that supports supply chain and the business in anything growth related. So I have um, the digital portfolio. So we're implementing S4 more broadly, uh, standard across the organization. Um, I have accounts payable, which is a shared service, obviously supplier payment. I own all of the process improvement. I have inventory planning, strategic planning. Um, I have the student programs, as I mentioned, and I also have sustainability. Some people just think of sustainability as the environmental side, but obviously the social side is critical um, as well. And so I have Indigenous business development, which is really close to Suncor's heart. And um, we really work with the communities to uh, improve their, uh, their communities and create employment and drive spend in Indigenous um, sectors. So that's a big part of my team as well. Is that tied to the Indigenous in general or something else like that you have a new KPI? So when you think about sustainability and how Suncor defines it, there's social and environmental. Mm -hmm. And on the social side, we have um, Indigenous business development. And we've actually um, done really well over the years in, in um, Indigenous spend. But every year, what we do is we plan to increase our percentage of spend um, by 1%. And so last year, Suncor hit an all-time high, and we hit 10% of spend with Indigenous companies, which um, if you think of it from a comparative, uh, the government, uh, the federal government spends less than 5% today with Indigenous suppliers. So we're super proud of that. Within that is we have a program on supplier diversity. So going beyond the Indigenous population, we've started to pilot um, some, some initiatives. Um, in particular, we, ha we have one in Commerce City, and we're looking at supplier diversity. So minority-owned businesses, women-owned businesses, and we're trying to... Um, ensure that we're representing the local community and whatever that is. And so this year we're expanding that program more um, nationally within Canada. And so my team's busy working on their goals there. So that's exciting too. 
on the environmental side. So uh, we've been on the journey now for about three years in supply chain. And what we're trying to do is increase um, how we uh, influence sustainability with our suppliers. So um, awareness of sustainability, awareness of how we procure and what we procure and procuring with purpose is a big part of what we're doing. So we spent the last couple of years um, educating our workforce and helping them understand within procurement operations the influence they have with the supplier community. So we've been embedding questions through pre-qualification or qualification of suppliers in our RFP processes to gather data and to influence suppliers. So for example, um, one of the questions that we have is, um, do you have a supplier code of conduct? So a supplier code of conduct can actually ensure that they are doing things that are in line with, um, you know, treating workers fairly or, um, you know, different uh, things around the labor code. All of those things are embedded in there. And the more that we can influence through asking these questions, then we'll be able to enforce it with our suppliers. And at one point, we hope to say, well, actually, if you don't have a supplier code of conduct, we may choose not to do business with you. Um, but first we wanna help them. And you know, obviously we'll share our, our learnings with them to influence right. how they move forward. So lots of things that we're still developing and learning and um, bringing into our processes related to supply chain sustainability. Right. So uh, I, uh, SAP Ariba has been part of um, the UN Global Compact Action Platform mm-hmm. work in supply chain. And during the first phase of the Action Platform members together uh, developed that uh, supplier enablement toolkit for the exact same thing that, uh, you know, how to ensure that all the suppliers are, you know, ensuring this good, uh, decent work environment and treat their employees properly and so on. And uh, we're educating them first. So, I mean, this this is a globally available information you, any company can use from the UN website. So I strongly recommend that too. I learned about that when I went to the Ariba conference in Austin a couple of years ago. I thought they did a great job and we were able to network with a lot of different um, organizations there to actually enhance our movement towards sustainability. So I thought that was really great that Ariba put that on. Yeah. So what do you think about the challenges? What do we need to do all together to maybe remove that obstacle? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that that's a, a really good um, a good introduction into why I'm part of the energy think tank. Um, I think that the the lack of data and support related to supplier information on their materials and where they come from actually impedes our ability to Uh, identify what our scope three emissions are. And so we've recently decided that that is something that's very important to track and to reduce over time. And so we need to collect data from all of the suppliers to figure out what that is. And today it's not readily available. Um, I do believe that other industries outside of oil and gas are more progressive in that area, but we're still really working um, to even find out how we get it. And so I'm hoping the think tank can help us and perhaps as an industry, we can come together to get that data more quickly to help then evaluate how we can um, change our organizations and how we manufacture and um, procure to make things better in the the environment. 
And you briefly mentioned this song called Purpose. And actually that really impressed me when I was doing a little bit of homework for this interview. I went to, of course, song website. And the first thing actually popped up in the front page uh, was this very candid and authentic video of your top executive includes talking about how they came up with your new purpose statement. How was it like living through actually did that change of the company's focus? And how did that impact your uh, personal leadership style or your philosophy and wisdom uh, around leading. And so maybe I'll just tell you what the, the purpose is so people understand. It's um, to provide trusted energy that enhances people's lives while caring for each other and the earth. And so um, when this was rolled out, it was also rolled out with a bunch of uh, transformational values. And me personally, um, what it did it is it really made me think about um, the work that I'm doing and how I can give back um, to society. And so when we talked about the, the purpose with the employees, we it came across much differently than anything else I had heard. They really helped us personalize the vision and purpose for us. And it, it made us feel much more like a family and a community and that the company truly does want it and is committed to making it um, a big impact on the energy transition. And so it had me reflecting on my overall life and my career and my family. And I thought about, okay, I hit a milestone birthday last year. I won't say what that is, but really think, am I where I need to be? And, and you know, is the influence that I'm contributing enough? And how will I pass on things to my children? And am I being responsible, right? And so I felt like the way that the, the purpose was rolled out, it gave us all that opportunity to think about that and think about how in our day-to-day -day jobs we could contribute. And so instead of, um, you know, just going to work every day, I think that everybody now in the whole company is excited to start giving back. And so um, personally for me and my leadership, I have the privilege of having the sustainability um, portfolio in supply chain. Mm -hmm. So we created a community of practice. And so what we did is we just asked anyone who wanted to join to participate in a, in a, like a visioning, a goal setting session. And basically what we've done is we brought in different speakers over time and um, tried to get people in supply chain thinking about how they would approach their everyday job, but at the same time, make a difference in um, how we're procuring and procuring with purpose. So um, it's definitely changed one, how I think about Suncor, two, how I think I'm going to be able to leave a legacy and and three, how it's influencing um, the passion and the energy of the employees. And I think when you think of the millennials or the new generations, even with the new grad program that I lead, I think that everybody wants to um, be part of something bigger, right? And, and it's not just a job for people anymore. It's more they want to be part of a company that is committed to doing the right thing. And uh, I'm proud to say that Suncor definitely is committed to the energy transition. Yeah, um, you know, you introduced me to that book, uh, Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. And uh, in the book, what I learned is uh, it's all about the Dharma, which is that purpose you need to find, finding your skills and passion and serving others. 
and that is mm-hmm. what actually ultimately purpose living and the dharma is it sounds like you are you're finding that and you know it's so funny that you mentioned that I was on my way home from my cabin last night and I had turned on like because I find that book there's so much to listen to and to learn right and so I was actually listening to the dharma chapter again and I I was thinking to myself am I actually there yet and I do think you go through transitions in your life Mm -hmm. um and and I I really do believe that this new purpose and um, having the sustainability um, part of our our roles now does make it seem like I'm moving further towards what I'm here for. Um, You know, I think about serendipity and I think about, you know, just opening yourself up to different people, diverse people. And and I think I really do try and do that now. And um, I guess I'm just fortunate that this this came into my life because it is much more than just a job now yeah yeah COVID we're going through last year was especially 2020 mm-hmm. was super tough for oil and gas sector the oil price the stock price all like plummets down I have a Suncor share so <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, mean, I think all the Canadians do <laughs> gonna come back yes yes I'm not selling okay <laughs> but uh, um <laughs> Yeah, uh, so let's talk about the COVID. How, how did it impact, uh, you, you know, mm-hmm. your industry in general, but also like supply chain? Like, I'm curious, is there anything new, new norm besides a Zoom call? <laughs> yes, yeah, um, I think that it was a, it has been a really interesting journey in the past year. Um, I think, first of all, what we learned is that we need to be much more aware of our supply risk. Right. And we have to do a better job of collecting data related to our suppliers, where they are, what they provide, where it's manufactured um, and monitor that. And so we had to put in a supplier disruption program and we always had one, but it just wasn't as robust as it should have been. And so uh, after meeting day after day on masks, we had to get a, a really good um, planning process too and a forecasting process. And I would say that was not our key strength historically, um, but we were able to get that together. So that's now a new norm and a new process for us, but maybe a little bit more exciting um, that, than that is it really brought us closer um, as an organization and, and it really helped the organization and the communities that we serve um, um, built trust. So for the Indigenous communities, because of our leverage and spending power, we were able to get them masks um, before they would be able to procure them on their own. So leveraging industry as well. We're part of an industry consortium called ROA, and we all got together weekly to talk about how we would be able to um, invest in new technologies, invest in vaccines, invest in, in rapid testing. And it was interesting because the CEO intentionally, Mark Little, had said, okay, think of this event and think about how we are living our purpose through this event. So I thought that that was really cool. I was part of a a committee that talked about giving back. And one of the things that we did was we, um, we created a fund to give back to caregivers who that 
who would otherwise not be recognized. So anyone we were identifying who was taking care of the elderly or taking care of family members who were not part of anything formal, but allocating some resources to support them. I thought that that was an amazing initiative for um, supply chain as a whole in terms of the pandemic. Actually, I would say Suncor. What we realized is it was an opportunity to build trust. Mm -hmm. So the senior executive teams constantly were doing um, town halls and talking to all of the employees about what we knew, what we didn't know, how we were going to manage through it. And um, more than ever before, there was the presence of senior leadership communicating with the workforce and people felt that that really contributed to the level of trust and drove clarity and focus through um, the pandemic. So um, we talk about how do we keep that going, right? Like how do we not re retreat from that as work becomes more normal again? And so um, we're working on our coffee chats and how do we remain open and transparent with the employees? Um, so we definitely had a a real learning on communication. I would say another thing related to trust that we um, had is we had this culture of you had to be in the office, right? You're in consulting, it's probably different for you, but there was an expectation that if you were gonna be productive that you would have to be in the office. Well, thankfully, everybody proved that theory wrong. Right, right. And now location of work has become like a whole thing that's not as important anymore, right? Like now everybody's able to deliver and be productive and maintain our service levels without actually being in a physical presence. And so I think that what that's really done is it's, um, it's, it's helping us look at our transformation journey and um, our workplace strategy and where we plan to go with that. So, you know, historically, if we had um, people on site, what can we bring off site to, to actually keep that work environment safe and keep people off site and still help them maintain their productivity? So um, we've had an opportunity to relook at our whole workplace strategy, which is very exciting in this time. Yeah, and I don't know how many people in your team are all in Calgary or versus uh, mm -hmm. like remote, because you can actually expand mm -hmm. the talent pool. So you can mm -hmm. hire people from different cities. Or yeah. Exactly. And so just a whole new world of consideration. So I think it's been great for us to, to learn from it. I think what COVID also taught the general population who's not in supply chain or procurement is what is supply chain and then all criticality of it, especially now with the mm -hmm. vaccine. I know I'm like yeah. all setting vaccine is finally here, but it's not being distributed. And because I just somebody didn't know how to manage supply chain, <laughs> what is this, right? So the supply chain is a key for everything. Yeah connect us right like creating that community like you said this kind of disaster brought us all closer so that is a good thing about it and then the role of supply chain is so important mm -hmm. i would like to learn more about the suncor's energy transition if you think about the current investments that we have we've actually um invested in a a waste recycling facility um a a carbon facility we have the 40 mile wind project that we've 
um, sanctioned. So at the end of the day, so far in um, our investment, we have taken equivalent to over 200,000 cars off the road. Mm -hmm. Another exciting um, investment you might know about is our electric vehicle highway. And that is putting in electric charging stations at uh, 50 retail Petro-Canada stations across the country to encourage the use of electric power vehicles. Um, there's even more than that. We have a whole bunch of new technologies. When you think about our plants and making them more efficient over time, um, we have investments in next generation extraction technologies and biofuels and clean technology that will all help um, to reduce the emissions in our plant site. So lots more to come on that. And I think what what Suncor is really challenging um, everyone to do is start to measure more effectively our scope one, scope two. We have those um, measured, but now within supply chain, we're being asked to consider measuring our scope three emissions. We work hard at innovation with our suppliers. And last year, we launched this FORGE initiative, which engaged 50 uh, of our biggest suppliers in a discussion around innovation and sustainability. And so we're looking to them to come up with new methods of becoming more efficient. We've recently partnered with WestJet airline to consolidate all of our routes. Um, I don't know if you knew this, but Suncor is the third largest airline. We do a lot of flights up into the Fort McMurray area. And so um, we're always looking at reducing um, the air traffic and WestJet is helping us with that. We've also done some consolidation within our transportation industry. We've built material control center in Edmonton, which allows us to consolidate all of the freight and parts that would go up to the oil sands in one place. And then we can consolidate the loads to the Fort McMurray region so that we're not having individual suppliers um, take the, the parts up themselves. So that has driven a lot of efficiencies as well. And yeah, we, we keep exploring with our suppliers to find other opportunities like recycling pallets, recycling totes, um, all sorts of different things uh, that we're trying to do. So it's it's a journey and um, we celebrate every, every little impact that we can um, create together. What message do we want to give to younger people and looking for maybe profession in the supply chain or in general? I thought that going into just a big company would limit my ability to influence in the areas that I felt were important. And I think that uh, what I would like to encourage young people today, and especially, um, you know, in Western Canada, we're, we're, we are in an oil and gas heavy environment, but to consider the oil and gas industry because of um, the level of commitment and investment we have in the new technologies and in the energy transition, some people would think that um, we invest less than that, or because that's not our only focus, that that wouldn't be something to go into. But I think that um, that's actually where you're going to find the leading edge and the biggest accomplishments in, in the environmental side. Um, I also believe that supply chain is a great place for anybody who's starting a career because you learn so much about um, something that's like industry agnostic. 
right? The supply chain is in every business that you would go into, and it forces you to really understand negotiating the, the actual um, business itself and, and creating value for the organization. So um, I guess my advice was, would be just get in there and find your way versus thinking you need to know exactly where you want to start. Um, after being at Suncor for 19 years, I've never had a dull day. And I think I've had probably 15 different roles and every day feel challenged in that I'm learning. So um, yeah, I guess that would be my advice to anybody what not to do. I guess don't wait, jump in, I would say. Don't waste your time, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really agree with you on that uh, making impact. And then because it's such a big change we're looking for, it kind of requires, uh, of course, everybody has to do our part individually as a consumer, uh, as a citizen. Mm -hmm. But we really need that systematic change. And uh, mm -hmm. the, the role of corporation is so important, uh, maybe more than government, more than just corporate social responsibility, right? Mm -hmm. right? It's really changing the whole mm -hmm. world. It's, it's revolution. Yeah, and to your point, um, even taking it one step further, I think having the opportunity to work with the energy think tank brings industry together and you can consolidate and, and do it one way, right? That could be so impactful. Um, versus all of us trying to do it in, in our own ways. I think coming together and, and working together to create the best ideas on mining data or collecting data or um, you know, tracking our sustainability efforts. I think when we're on a new path, doing it together can be much more effective because I can see historically how we've done things differently across the industry and not been successful in terms of ultimately creating the best path forward. Yeah. Uh, super excited about that collective collaboration. Let's wrap it up with positive note. And I would like you to finish this sentence. I am optimistic that, that, that. Okay. I am optimistic that our youth are going to make a difference in the environment. I, I'm really impressed by how much they care about way more than just materials. They care about the environment and, and that social responsibilities. And I'm optimistic that um, Suncor is gonna make a difference in the energy transition. That's super wonderful. Thank you for uh, living with a purpose and uh, finding this Dharma in your career and sharing inspiration <laughs> with everybody. And always uh, fun to talk with you. Thanks for your time today. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Industry Leaders Journey. This series is produced by the Industry Value Chain Team at SAP, where we are committed to making the world run better and improving people's lives. For more information and to access all of our podcasts, find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Ariba.com.